0: Look, up on the slopes. What is that? Well, it looks like a pair of cross-country skiers going downhill. No, it must be some alpine skiers with broken bindings. Wait, on closer inspection, it's... Those Those Telly Guys. Hello and
1: welcome to another episode of Those Telly Guys. My name is Morgan and I'm joined, as ever, by Rich. Tonight on the show, we're going to be looking at... Various things such as the weather and other snowy topics. Rich, how are you, my friend?
0: I am okay. Um, just okay because I'm a bit unhappy, and I'll tell you why. I've watched the recent Kenobi series made by Disney about one of my favorable characters, not Chris R. Lee. I know we referenced him last week as being my Obi Wan Kenobi, but the actual obi-wan kenobi morgan i'm confused as to what disney are trying to do
1: yes i actually just watched the final episode this afternoon and so yeah this is actually going to be a a star wars um obi-wan kenobi review episode we're not actually talking about (laughs) skiing at all (laughs) you know it was i was oh geez i was excited when obi-wan started fighting vader spoiler alert we're talking about uh the obi-wan kenobi series on (laughs) disney (laughs) plus But, gee, it was just, there was some, there was a bit going on, Rich, in that Overborn Kenobi series. There was some characters that really made me scratch my head and wonder. You know, it was a bit like Baby Yoda all over again, you know, because when I watched The Mandalorian, I thought, what on earth was the point
0: in Baby Yoda? Yeah, I'm not sure what any, any of it's meant to mean. And ultimately, it would have made more sense for Mickey Mouse to be the Sith Lord in the last series of movies they made rather than Palpatine again. But, hey, I'm not the writer and I'm just... Getting more and more confused by the crap that they're making and let's just put it this way i won't be referencing any of their stuff new stuff on this show in the future absolutely not anyway we digress a little bit let's move on morgan you've bought some new poles i believe yes yeah, so there's
1: actually not a whole lot to uh, <laughs> to tell the listeners in terms of news this week rich but something that i did last weekend i actually bought myself some new poles so when we were skiing at falls creek a couple of weekends ago rather um Crowy was showing us his new poles that he'd bought. I think he might've bought them from the internet somewhere, but he, uh, his new revelation um, was that because children's poles tend to go up to about 105, maybe some of them go to 110 centimetres in length, which is a great pole length. He bought children's poles because they're much cheaper, right? Um, and they mm. looked really cool. So I thought, oh, well, I had a spare couple of hours on Sunday. So I made my way down to a local ski shop that's, about 15 minutes down the road um, and I went in there and I found some nice ski balls, actually these bright pink ones. I think I sent you a, a photo saying that I was going to be Mace Windu out on the slopes next weekend, so hopefully. But it was, it was a bit funny. The, the fellow that, that I was dealing with in the shop, he was really trying to dissuade me from buying children's poles and he sort of looked at me like I was just an <laughs> idiot for buying <laughs> for buying these kids' poles. Like He's like, oh, they're not as strong you know, that you're probably going to break them. Like, you know, the the adult poles are much, much thicker, have better handles. And I was like, yeah, but they don't come in pink. You know, they don't look as cool. And they're also like twice the price.
0: Yeah, you should have tried to slip your foot into a kid's boot too to save some money to see what he said. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like next thing I'll be on kids' skis, I'll be like cable tying t- like two pairs of children's skis together to, like put the binding like so that it, you know, attaches one ski in front of the other and just trying to save a bit of money that way. Dirtbag life. But no, anyway, so I could um I could have egg on my face. I might break them after like two days of skiing, but I don't see that happening. They seem like they're pretty well made. Um, yeah, the handles are a little bit like worse than the handles on the adult poles, but
0: well, I've um invested in some secondhand boots, the Scott Synergies, which I've been chasing for a while, three buckle boot, smaller than my energies and good for touring, I believe, just so I don't have to use my bigger boots. But um, the fella that sold them, I believe they were 28.5s, he just must have read the tongue, which has a size on it that says something like, you know, 27 to 28.5, which means that piece of plastic can go on the sizes between 27 and 28.5 and the, the size is actually 27.5. No, they don't fit, so the liners. So the liners were 27.5? Yeah, the liners are 27.5. They're as big as they can go in that boot. So I guess a, a bigger or a thicker liner would make it like a 27 fit. And um, yep. so I've got the liners that make it a 27.5 fit because that is confusing for a lot of people. Like the boots break on various sizes. So like Garmont mm. break on the half size. So 27.5 is actually also 27 and the liners just change so a boot effectively yeah. is two sizes whereas scarper
1: go on the whole size and then yeah. and then the yeah. liners can be in the half size that's well, right yeah so why don't you just take the liners out and a couple of <laughs> pair, a couple of pairs of thick socks on and should be pretty comfy them, give, give them a go yeah i can't see yeah. any damage being done to your feet if you do that
0: no not at all yeah my toes <laughs> love it uh, especially for touring like you could probably get away with it like Oh yeah, but I find for
1: for touring you actually want uh, a more relaxed fit in my opinion. Exactly. Some people may completely yeah. disagree, but I find that for touring I definitely want a more relaxed fit. Yeah. Um, because in the resort, yeah, if you're just going to be skiing hard, you can put up with tight boots and you know have your toenail fall off four <laughs> times in 18 months like I did. So you can yeah. you, know, you just <laughs> you just get over it. <laughs> you can sort of cop it for a little bit. Um, But, yeah, when you're out touring, especially if you're camping in the snow and there's nothing worse than when you just, you know, roll to the edge of your tent and grab your liners out of your next to your sleeping bag and stick them into your boots and slip into those boots to go to the toilet. And it's just, ow the pain. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You don't want that.
0: So anyway anyone want a pair of 27.5 synergies that is the garmont version of course i will be selling them on or giving them away maybe as a prize for the secret sounds of telemark if we ever get to that again anyway well you do have something in the mail wag if i can quickly read something from there you've got mail go for it it's uh from suzanne henry and thanks so much for writing in suzanne i appreciate this little message and this is Referencing the episode where Nicole and I announced that we're having a Telemark skier in October. And she said, Dear Rich, fabulous news about the little tally skier who is due in time for some spring corn. Sending our best wishes and free heels from Adelaide. Sue George. Albert and Lenny. Isn't that lovely? That is lovely. And, um,
1: yeah, well, I was going to say thank you, but the message was to you. <laughs> <laughs> but dear, dear Rich and Morgan,
0: fabulous news about the yeah. little story you two are having, were having baby. together. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how this works. Biologically, (laughs) it's none of my business. Sending our best wishes and free heels from Adelaide, Sue, George, Albert, and Lenny. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we won't get into the details of how that's working.
1: No, that is lovely. And yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, little Sondre uh, finds his. Finds his feet on the um on the telemark skis. Maybe maybe not this spring, but maybe in like spring in you know six years time or something.
0: While we're referencing things from the past, this isn't for the mailbag specifically, but I did listen to the Free Hill Life podcast this week. And it's good to know that our ramblings from last week were somewhat accurate because even Josh Madsen said in his episode A Road to One telemark Norm, I believe it was something like that, he even said that the T four is a great boot and should stay in the Kind of scene of Telemark for those people that love rolling around on gentle terrain and doing some touring on pattern based skis. So perhaps that's what will happen more because we might have been right, we might be the oracles here, maybe. But then, oh, yeah, I was going to
1: say, could there come a time where they somehow have the T4 and an NTN? But then I guess we sort of weighed up the pros and cons of that last week as well. But that was a whole conversation
0: for last week, so we it was we'll move We, on. we best not, uh, we best not dwell on that, <laughs> on that too much. Let's get into some promotional snow instead. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, look to the skies, That's promotional snow. Morgz, well, we've got some promotional snow here that's been sent by none other than Mr Andrew Crowe, a friend of the show. He loves a bit of promotional snow and he's actually found something and I think you'll find this interesting because last time we were kind of ranting about the ski resorts. Not using a different pun other than snow, and he's actually found one that's different. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, it's in reference to all the snow that's been absolutely pounding New Zealand, and it has continued to do so over the last week. I've seen them dig out heaps of chairlifts up in the club fields, Broken River. They had their rope tow that they had to dig out. Anyway, it says from Powderhounds, "What a storm! About one meter of fresh snow at the base of Rainbow Ski Area. The skiwe gods." <laughs> Oh, how good. The ski wee gods have plenty more to offer with about 75 centimeters of snow forecast for Sunday/Monday. There you go, Morgs. That's just sensational. I re-
1: really respect that. Yeah, kudos to Powderhounds for that pun. I love that. Throwing in ski as a pun and ski wee as well. It just sounds so, so good. Like, yeah, doesn't it? You know, when it, next time you, you meet a, uh, a New Zealander when you're out skiing, you're like,
0: hey, it's a, it's a skiway. You know, we call them a skiway. And I've got some other promotional snow. Now, this, yeah, here, here we go, Morgs. We've got a little bit from Falls Creek here. Now, it almost made Bogong Bulletin, but um, I don't know if it's actually real news or not. Might be a bit of fake news. But anyway, it's good to see all the terrain opening, and that's what it's about. And there is one little pun in there. I'm sure you'll pick it up. It says Breaking news Falls Creek is officially the first resort in Oz to open all terrain. Yep, that's right. Any run that you've been dreaming of in the last two years is now groomed and ready at your ski (laughs) tips. Just in time for a sunny weekend. Do you like that, Lord? I love that.
1: I do enjoy that. Ski tips. Fingertips at your ski tips. Wow. Yeah, like every run that I've been dreaming of. I'll tell you what, Rich, you know what I've been dreaming of? I've been dreaming of doing...
0: Lapse of the mouse trap. Well, I, I can tell you right now, it is groomed, <laughs> and it is at your ski tips for your immediate shredding disposal. The mouse trap, by the way, it's, is a magic carpet at Falls Creek. That's a beginner area. Well, I was going to say it's actually
1: it's actually funny because normally at this sort of point of the season, you know, around o- that opening weekend sort of thing at Falls Creek, for those who are unfamiliar. You know, there's normally like the main um, Falls Express chairlift is obviously always turning to get people up onto the hill, and then maybe a couple of other chairlifts. The first two to normally open are Towers and Drovers, right? Mm. Um, and then normally the Mousetrap Magic Carpet is open along with those as well. Yeah. And that, so they, you know, they're always posting on social media saying we've got four lifts turning, and you think, oh, four—that's pretty good. You get up there, and it's like, well. It's actually only really three because one
0: of the four is the magic carpet or the mouse trap. It's funny that they do say uh, now groomed and ready for ski tips because I was up there and I was ready um, with my ski tips to hit all my favourite runs that I've been dreaming of, and I was hoping they were groomed and many were not. So they had all the lifts spinning, but Lakeside, for example, was just death cookie paradise and uh, not suitable Ooh. for a lot of people to be skiing down there ready for some groomed runs, they, they certainly wasn't ready. So I'm not sure what happened. Maybe the marketing yeah. team got ahead of themselves, but the the groomers probably couldn't keep up with the expectations of the marketing team, I think. So some people were a little bit disappointed, but on the whole, it was actually damn damn impressive that all that stuff was open. There's another bit of promotional snow morgues. I don't think this one has a pun hidden anywhere inside of it, and it's got to do with the forecast. And it's gonna be about today's show as well, a little bit about interpreting weather. It says, And they release these forecasts, or not forecasts, they release these snow reports out every day for the most part. And there's always something funny in there or interesting that isn't necessarily quite true, I guess, or accurate to the actual forecast. And I get it, though. They're trying to get people up there. But it does make people confused and catch people out sometimes. And I did meet meet a lady on the chairlift late Saturday afternoon last week that was a little bit annoyed by this, but or things like this that said, have you sussed out the forecast there's nothing we like to see more on a monday morning than a snow week coming up we're expecting a dumping tomorrow with more snow showers following right through until sunday and beyond make the most of our last day of dry weather expect a partly cloudy day with moderate winds and a top temperature of four degrees now this sort of stuff actually and and falls creek isn't we keep talking about Forts Creek, the only resort to be doing this sort of stuff. They all do it. A bit of promotional snow to get people up there. But it does catch people out. And I met a lady on the chairlift, yeah, as I said, late Saturday afternoon. And she'd been up there for a week. And she was just saying how disappointed she was. Um, the week earlier because she came up and she was reading all the reports from Falls Creek that said, look at all the snow that's coming. And she got up there and it was just raining. Just rained for a couple of days, which is typical of Australia. And I kind of said, yeah, we call that promotional snow. The the resorts kind of like to pump up their forecast a little bit to get people up here. And she goes, yeah, I kind of fell for it. But yeah, it's always good to cross-reference things. And she asked a good question. She said, what do you use? And I kind of Told her a few tips, and that's what this show, this week's show is going to be about where to look and how to interpret weather data. Morgs, what do you think? Is it cheeky of resorts to do this?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Rich, and well said. But first, I just wanted to say, when you started reading out the uh, email from False Creek, I thought that um, it was turning into like a bit of an ASMR play type <laughs> thing when you're like whispering really close to the microphone. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> like, yeah. Psst, have you sussed out? You've probably got a point there that it is a little bit cheeky, and at the end of the day, I suppose we all know why the resorts are saying these things and where they're coming from. You know, at the end of the day, it is just a business, and they're trying to make the most money that they possibly can so that they can continue to be a, a viable business, which is fair enough in in that aspect. But also, yeah, it can be frustrating, and particularly for yeah people that may may not know, as you say. Uh, where to access the the most accurate or uh, the finest detailed weather information? Then they may they may be caught out because the resorts. I wouldn't say that they go around and just blatantly lie in yeah. their reports or in their emails. Like I think most people would probably know what we're talking about when we're saying you know it's gen it's often emails that they go straight to the junk folder. I'm just looking in my inbox now. If you you go. Like on Outlook, I have the Focused and then Other, which is not the junk. It's kind of like the ones that aren't necessarily from people. They're from like a company. And, yeah, it's always like Falls Creek, Hotham, Epic Australia, Perisher always send them out, Mount Buller, but... But, yeah, they, they sort of just – they don't necessarily lie, but they might say, yeah, like, oh, uh, it's going to be dumping up there, but, you know, is is that going to be a dumping at negative 7 degrees or is it going to be dumping and it's going to be like a marginal temperature of like, you know, somewhere between negative 2 and uh, 2 degrees over zero. So, <laughs> you know, you just don't know what you, – you know, they might say, oh, it's going to be dumping, but they don't mention that it's going to be like – winds of, you know, gusting at 70 kilometres an hour or, you know, and that the chairs might be on wind hold and it's going to be miserable uh, outside in, in those sort of conditions. So, yeah, they don't always, I guess, paint the clearest picture to try and make the image of what's happening up there the most favourable f- for their business model, I guess, is what we're trying to say.
0: Before we get into how to read the weather forecast or interpret the weather forecast, this is going to welcome a new segment to the show called How to Do Stuff, and I'll just run the the intro here. How do I read the weather? How to steal food off someone's table? How do I make the best what How to hitchhike? How do I get better at deli-skiing? How to be a dead How to sneak in the resort? How do I burn a snowboard? How to steal beer? How to tell my parents I'm a deli-skier? How to do stuff. I thought I'd make this segment so the listeners can send us their questions or ask us how to do stuff and it can be about anything like how to make the perfect scrogan, perhaps and we can run this little segment and, and offer our offer our obviously professional opinion and i'm looking forward to answering some questions in the future whether it's a, a dm or maybe even a question that someone's asked us in the field while we have been out skiing like this lady did on the chairlift last weekend what do you think of that yeah I think it's a great idea and I think it's something obviously that we're going to have
1: a lot of um a lot of fun with like you know doing something like roasting granola or making scroggin or you know even like repairing a binding or <laughs> doing something doing exactly. something silly like that something silly or something slightly practical but also something um that could be helpful like reading a forecast I'm sure that a lot of people do know how to read a forecast and some people probably know how to read forecasts better than you or I, but um, some people may not. So we're just going to talk about it anyway.
0: Yeah, obviously, yeah. And this isn't a technical kind of overview of weather forecasts. I'm, I'm talking about playing to the majority of people visiting the snow that perhaps are just trusting trusting the resorts on giving them a pretty accurate kind of forecast. To start off, like the... Or somewhere where people might get caught out is, and we were talking
1: about this off air, I guess, before we started recording at a basal level, people might come in. And so, for example, I've got the Mountain Watch um, forecast open in front of you. So I guess a lot of people were probably looking toward sites like Mountain Watch and Snow Watch. Um, there's also heaps of other um, online ones but these are probably two of the more common ones bound watch is really good they have like a bit of a synoptic chart and this is typical of any sort of weather forecast that you would see whether it be on the news or on any weather app like Willy weather or what was the one people used to use before that weather zone things like that it has the you know the day the date a little icon what the day's general flavor is going to be like snow snow flurries fine mm. windy rain and um, then it also has the minimum and maximum temperatures so I guess where people might get caught out is that they might see, oh well the minimum temperature is going to be negative two and the maximum temperature is going to be one degree so people might think oh great so it might be snowing then but you know you don't know when those temperatures are going to be the way that they are uh, but I guess you could you could assume that the lower temperatures are going to be sometime in the early hours of the morning and the higher temperatures are going to be in the afternoon. But um, you might like to talk a little bit rich about how you can find out exactly when the temperature is going to be what it is. um, And also other things like wind and precipitation as well.
0: Yes. So we're pretty lucky we've got so much technology these days and, to get a pretty good reading of the weather, you don't actually have to be looking at synoptics that much just to go skiing for an afternoon. You can just load up various apps, and I've got a few. The, the BOM app is great too. That's the Bureau of Meteorology, by the way. And the Weather Zone's not bad. And, and Willy Weather is my favourite one just because the how they display information on the various graphs they've got in the in-house app. And you can also use the web browser too, but you'd probably be using your phone. If you're heading up to the snow for a kind of real-time weather forecast, you can kind of put the, you know, pick your location, pick your resort, whether it be Mount Buller, Donabuang, Hotham, wherever, and you can get your weather forecast for that location. And you can you can pick various overlays on the graph. So you can, you can just have the wind, you could just have the temperature, but you can have them all intertwining. And it can, can be a little bit confusing on the graph about which one's which but after learning how to use the app you can see the various colors are different and you can kind of read what's happening or what's forecast to happen pretty easily so i like to get on there and pop on the overlays wind forecast rain probability and temperature forecast and it gives me three good lines and if i know the temperature forecast is saying under zero I'm, I'm laughing. That's looking pretty good. It'll give me a little line of dots. That would be, and then the rain probability, you know, if it's up towards the top of the graph, that means, wow, it's under zero and there's rain coming. That's going to be snow at Falls Creek or Hotham because it's under zero. And the wind, if it's, you know, below 60, I'm pretty happy that none of the chairlifts will be closing. And then on the same forecast, you can put three other overlays that's wind real time, rain real time, and temperature real time. And then you can follow what's actually happening to what's forecast. And that can be really useful, especially with the temperatures.
1: Well, well put, Rich, and I, I concur. And Willie Weather is such a fantastic tool. I Can't remember when I first got onto it, but um, yeah, it's definitely been my preferred weather app. I know that I do have the Bureau of Meteorology weather app that I like to use sometimes as well, but I've still, I've just never quite sort of found it I don't know, like personal preference, um, never quite found it to be as good for me, for my yeah. liking,
0: as the Willy, the Willy Weather app. Like, do
1: you find the same? Do you use the, the Bomb app as well?
0: I use the various apps of different things. So the Bomb app, I find their radar is really good. So I use that. Yeah. And then the Weather Zone app I use for just a general forecast on the fly. And they also have an alpine forecast in there, which is good, and that'll show you the freezing okay. level. And that's, of course, something to look for too, like if you're heading up to the hill and you know it's a big bunch of weathers coming on the way if the freezing level is obviously way too high like above the resort height then it's going to be rain um so that's always good to know Five thousand meters um yeah Yeah. the the willy weather app obviously all the information comes from the bureau of meteorology but yes willy weather just the the graphics and how you can get all that information on the one graph and and you know weather zone kind of does it too But it's just not as user friendly. Yeah, I encourage other people to use it or something similar to always cross reference the ski resort forecast. So you're not going to be disappointed like that lady on the chairlift when you get there. Just kind of do your own research and you'll be laughing. Because they
1: do release their own forecast, which we found on that link before, didn't we, Rich? Yes. Was that, yeah, that's from the Falls Creek website, the 14 day forecast, which is pretty sort of basic, isn't it? So, like, just for an example here, it says, Thursday, the 23rd of June, weather, shower or two, windy, minimum negative one, maximum two. Precipitation, 90% chance, likely snow less than two centimetres, snow level 1,700 metres, and visibility is fair. So that's all. That, they're the only things that their forecast includes. But it is a, a long-range forecast, so two whole weeks out, um, which is about as long as you can get for a forecast, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you make a good point too, like if, you, if you're if you trusting a forecast you read seven days ago, you've got to check again. Like the three-day forecast is where it's at, you know, for to get the best information if you're really trying to plan a trip. But even that can change sometimes pretty quickly. Take the long-range forecast with a grain of salt and just, you know, keep watching it. And if it stays the same, hallelujah, if it's going to be a powder dump. But in my general experience is that uh, if they're predicting 60 centimetres seven days out, it ends up being about 15 Three days out, um, unless you get the monolithic dump where they know it's going to be like an arctic blast that is super cold, yeah, like it was at the start of the season. They they got they're on the money with that forecast, but yeah, we're not thanking the resort there, we're thanking the bomb, actually, thanking Zeus for sending down the weather, yes, from Mount Olympus, (laughs) (laughs) just sending like just grabbing snowflakes in his bucket and just throwing the snowflakes down and his his lightning bolts. and he's like, "Well, I would send snow, but I sent it all at the start of the season. I've got none left in the bucket. It's just rain now. The sending. <laughs>
1: uh, if only that was how it worked. But yeah, I guess I guess the bottom line there is, Rich, um, to yeah, have a play around with Willy Weather and those various other apps, and yeah, just try and check out the real time temperature. I think that that seemed to sort of be the key, the key point that we were." focusing on there as to mm. how you can not get caught out by not necessarily bogus forecasts, but by um, misleading information or just by simply reading, um, not, not interpreting the forecast. Um, yeah. You know, I guess it comes back to that. There's the whole saying of like rose colored glasses, you know, yes, you, you look at it, you know, some like even I do it sometimes. You think, oh, you look at the forecast and you're like, oh, it's going to get down. You see the low as negative five, and you think, oh, it's surely it's going to be snowing because they yeah. say, oh, there's going to be 5.3 centimeters of snow for that 24 hour period, Wednesday the 22nd, or whatever it is. Oh, it's a low of neg negative five, but it's actually a maximum of zero. So it might
0: just rain. And I like, I like how the resorts are optimistic, don't get me wrong, but it does rub people up the wrong way sometimes. Like there's a lot of people investing. You know, hundreds of dollars to come jaunt around the slopes, and if they're just reading forecasts based on rainbows and unicorns, then they're going to do so and then be disappointed and be annoyed. You know, and there's a lot of people who just don't have the knowledge or skills to be reading weather, or, or or even know that such apps like that exist to check the information yourself so easily. And no doubt they would if they hadn't put all their trust into the very very welcoming ski resorts that will always open their hearts to dollar signs. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for the chat about weather rich
1: and I'm very much looking forward to getting up and hopefully scrolling through my willy weather and seeing that the temperature is in the negatives and going up for a ski with you this weekend and next week Uh, school holidays time, baby. So keen to go free thy heel somewhere out on the slopes.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to it. And maybe we'll go on a little bit of a road trip. If Oh, I've actually sold both my kidneys now to afford diesel, so I'm going to have to lean on you for that one to get to Perisher to fill the old car up. But, uh, oh, yeah, maybe a bit of a road trip. Very
1: much love to do that. So that's all, folks, and uh, we'll see you next time
0: on Those Telly Guys. Ta-ta. Those Telly Guys hope you have enjoyed this program. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch at those telly guys. At @gmail.com if you enjoyed this show please subscribe for more fun episodes otherwise you can find us on instagram thank you